All right, this is it. The official final show of 2023. We're just talking Warriors with the fans. It was a good time. I haven't done one of these in a while where all I did was sit back and engage with the chat. And I hope it was as entertaining for you as it is for me. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to one. $100. Now here's part two of what I hope was a an entertaining show for each and every one of you. Now, what happened in 2022? And, and real quick, I want to see if there's any other stats. And this was just a, a, an awful night for the Warriors in the sense that they actually won the points in the paint battle. They almost won the fast break paddle. That's another uh, category where the Warriors are dead last in the NBA fast break points. Um, they actually won the second chance point battle. They uh, they won the rebounding battle, 47-43. Yet they lost 132-122. And, and a huge reason for that was Luka Doncic. And this is where you can absolutely point the finger uh, to, to Steve Kerr and a complete lack of any adjustments in this game. Uh, Brandon Pajemski, uh, in that same interview, was asked about Luka and why Luka was able to just completely go off on the Warriors. Luka was 14 of 29 from the field. He scored 39 points, had 10 assists. And Brandon Pajemski brought up the stat that, that when the Mavericks, when Luka gets, uh, I think, 10 or more assists, I think they're undefeated. But then when he get that number is below 10 assists, they're a 500 team. And so they're aware of this going into the game. But what does Luka get? He gets his 10 assists. And I did not see double teams when they were needed. I all I saw was Luca out there getting space. Again, he's one of the greatest players this game has ever seen. And when he said when he's on a heater like it was tonight, you got to get the ball out of his hands and you got to double team him fast. You got to cause some pressure. We saw Gary Payne the second make his debut tonight, um, and he was playing some good D for brief moments, but you also saw some rust there. Uh, you saw him foul. I think it, it was two fouls on three point shooters, um, which were costly. But in early in the game, when he was getting his feet under him, I thought he was doing a pretty good job guarding Luka Doncic, but just a complete lack of defensive adjustments. And, and that's where, when I hear a soundbite from Kerr, like grit and, and connectivity and, 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 you know, sacrifice. What about you? Like, wh wh where was your action to try to stop Luka from just completely torching the Warriors tonight? Um, you know, so, and, and it made me think of Ron Adams and how much I, I feel like the team misses him. Ron Adams is technically not retired, uh, but he borderline is he's a part-time coach. Now, uh, you rarely see him at games. His presence is mostly, uh, at practices. Um, he's supposedly involved in scripting the schematics and the strategy for the team's defense, but 
this team's defense is not good. It hasn't been good since Mike Brown left. And Kenny Atkinson, who I, 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 this is, I, I, this is my impression that I'm getting of Steve Kerr and his coaching staff. He surrounded himself with a lot of yes men, none of whom were challenging him, none of whom were bringing ingenuity to the table, none of them are bringing in any innovative ideas. Certainly, they're not bringing ideas that are effective because the Warriors were 44 and 38 last year. They're two games below 500 this year. So that part of it is frustrating to no end. And again, it led me to thinking back to 2022. And like, what the hell was different that year? The Warriors started that season 18 and two. The Warriors started that season 25 and six. All those marks, by the way, without Clay Thompson. In case you forgot, Clay didn't come back till the halfway point. So what was going on that year? Why was that team good? And last year's team was, eh. This year's team, eh. So here's the roster for the 2022 Golden State Warriors. All right, I'm going to go from top to bottom in terms of minutes, right? Which players are playing the most, all the way down to which players are playing the least. I'm going long tonight. I apologize to my bosses I locked on in advance, but this has to be done. Stephen Curry averaged 34.5 minutes per game that season. 34 and a half. He played 64 games, had some minor injuries. He also broke the three-point record. Andrew Wiggins was number two on the team. With 31.9 minutes. Third on the team, Jordan Poole, who started the year as a starter alongside Steph. He played 30 minutes a game. Clay Thompson, when he came back, he played 32 games that regular season. He wasn't playing back-to-backs. He averaged 29.4 minutes. Draymond Green was fifth, 28.9 minutes. Then you see a drop. Otto Porter Jr. was sixth with 22.1 minutes per game. Kevon Looney averaged 21.1 minutes per game. Damian Lee, a player that a lot of fans that year were upset was getting minutes over the likes of Moses Moody, the rookie, who a lot of people wanted to see out there developing, even in his rookie season, like most rookies do. Damian Lee averaged 20 minutes per game. Andre Iguodala, who was part of the start of that season. In case you forgot, he got injured. It was almost about the same time as Clay came. So you basically swapped Iggy for uh, Clay. But Iguodala averaged 19 and a half minutes per game. He played 31 games that season. Gary Payne, the second, averaged 17.6 minutes per game. Jonathan Kaminga, in his rookie year, was averaging 16.9 minutes per game. Nemanja Bialica was averaging 16.1 minutes per game. Juan Toscano-Anderson who's back in the NBA with the Sacramento Kings for his former coach back then, Mike Brown, who's now head coach of the Kings. Juan Toscano Anderson averaged 13.6 minutes per game. Moses Moody averaged 11.7 minutes per game. That's your roster. Then you also have the two-way guys. Chris Chioza averaged 10.9 minutes per game in 34 games played. Quindary Weatherspoon averaged 6.6 minutes per game. So I just listed all the players who played in the 2022 season for the Golden State Warriors. You know what was missing that season? And Cade, by the way, yeah, we'll talk trades on future shows. I'm not going to do a trade discussion on a post-game show. You know what was missing from that team? I just listed the entire roster and who played. Is there anyone in the chat 
who can answer what is the one thing that was missing from that list of players? <laughs> Joe. Yeah, and, and look, and, and <laughs> Chris Chioza. I actually liked him. He was he was certainly not a negative. He didn't do any bad things for that team. Um, Joe mentions Otto Porter Jr. was the miracle that lifted 2022. Riz is correct that Mike Brown is now missing. That is very true. Not what I'm looking for, though. Kay Jackson writes, a true big? Yeah, but they had a lot of size, though. Otto Porter Jr. was 6'8". Bielitsa was 6'8". Wiggins was had his best year. By the way, Wiggins is in year 11 this year. Nine of those 11 seasons were disappointing, okay? That's why I don't, I'm not big on giving Andrew Wiggins the benefit of the doubt. He's had one great year, and that was the year that they won the title. Jill Espina writes, Iguodala, he was playing. He actually came back in the finals, but he played uh, he, he, he played briefly in the postseason. He was around. Butch Abs writes, light years, <laughs> hubris. <laughs> you know what the answer was? Yeah, Ken Mamba, you're correct. Anthony Lamb wasn't playing. God damn. I, can't, I cannot get over what happened last year, but I, I, we digress. Um, the answer is, in 2022, they did not have a single traditional point guard on the roster. Stephen Curry is not a traditional point guard. When I say traditional, I'm referring to a Chris Paul type. Uh, and Chris Paul is, by the way, a, a, the exception. Like, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. When I'm talking traditional point guard, I'm talking guys whose main skill set is handling the ball. Okay? That skill set is damn important in college. More so, much more important in high school or any other uh, a lower level uh, type of basketball game. In the NBA, if you're not bringing defense and or three-point shooting in the mix with that ball handling, you're worthless. You do not belong in the NBA level. Chris Paul, until this year, and even now he's still okay, was an elite defensive player. He brought that to the equation along with a fantastic mid-range shot. So-so three-point shooting, and obviously the ball handling was spectacular. But that team did not have a traditional point guard. And you can thank Bob Myers for that. Bob Myers was smart enough to know, I'm not going to give Steve Kerr a player that I know is his crutch. Steve Kerr loves his point guards. He can't help it. I don't understand why, but he just can't help playing point guards. You look back to this to the to the season before, all right, in in uh 2020-2021. The only the only point guard we saw that year was Brad Wanamaker. Steve Kerr loved Brad Wanamaker, played him whenever he could. But outside of Nico Mannion appearances here and there, and we did see some of those as well. You know, he'll play his point guards if he has them. But that the Warriors never needed the Ty Jeromes, the Corey Josephs, the Chris Pauls. And here's the thing with Chris Paul. He, he's a fine, fine basketball player, future Hall of Famer, and I think he's doing a damn good job on this Warriors team this year. But when he, when he was missing for those few games, did anyone notice? He blends into the background for the better and for the worse, meaning he's an average Joe, all right? He's doing fine things out there, but he's not winning games for the Warriors either. And on a night like tonight when Luka Doncic, who is a above average size point guard, the dude's what, 6'7", 6'8", 
and he's playing the point, Chris Paul is not getting in his way, disrupting his line of sight, creating havoc defensively. This small ball crap, I don't care how connected you are. I don't care how much grit you have. Small ball ain't going to do it, coach. And neither is a DNP for Moses Moody. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. What does Kerr have against these two lottery picks? It can't be both. It's like it's impossible for Steve Kerr to, to play Moody and Kaminga and actually give him a shot. It has to either be one or the other, and you could tell he has no patience with him at all. And when I heard that that attribution where he's like, you know, shedding tears of empathy because he he he's up at night thinking about each individual, what are you thinking about with Moody? Why, like, why is he just rotting on the bench, man? Anyways. And Jay Boogie, you write, they won a championship with small ball. Can you elaborate on that? Which championship? Because KD doesn't equal small ball. The first championship, they're at the average height of that team was like 6'7. Harrison Barnes is 6'7. Andre Godala is 6'7. That's not small ball. Chris Paul is small ball. Ty Jerome is small ball. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. I don't, I, I don't remember any championships being won with small ball. So if you want to elaborate before we wrap it up real fast, elaborate, please, because I don't agree with that at all. And, and I don't, I, I've heard people say that before. I don't understand it. Small ball is what we're seeing now. Small ball are three point guards getting minutes simultaneously. Ken Mamba writes, do you think Moody might get traded? I have no idea. What I do know is they're looking. They're active behind the scenes. They see what I think a lot of other people see, which is that this team has serious issues. And, and as currently constructed, they're, they're probably not going to win a world championship at least not with this minute distribution and the way this team is being handled. Because if Steve Kerr is just sitting there waiting for this team to get grit, you have a lot of young players on this team who need time and experience and reps. And here's the part that's really frustrating, at least for me, they're not hurting the team when they're out there. It's not like Kaminga and Moody are costing the team games. Jay Boogie finally responds and says, Otto Porter and Dre played center mostly in the 2022 championship run with way, I don't remember Wiggins ever playing center. Um, Otto Porter Jr., let me say, say it again, is the same height as Bam Adebayo. He's 6'8". I'm sorry, if Adebayo is 6'9", then I'm off by an inch. Draymond Green is 6'7", and he's one of the strongest dudes in the NBA. He has a wingspan well above seven feet. That's not small ball, dude. Agree to disagree if you're going to sit here and try to just argue till the end about this. But that's not small ball. And Tony G, who writes, small ball means not playing a traditional center. Well, then we got to, there are obviously different layers or levels of small ball. Because when your average height of your lineup is 6'7", versus say like 6'3", or 6'4", that's a huge difference. Okay, like those teams weren't playing two, three point guards out there. Those teams might not have had a traditional center, but they had an army of, of wings. They had an army of stretch fours and threes. 
So it's not that was not small ball. And Dre and and Ray 1953 writes, Dre's six six. It depends on on who you ask. With shoes, he's six seven. And again, when you're talking about a wingspan that is like seven three, I, I forgot what Draymond's wingspan is. The point is they are long and they were athletic and they were causing havoc. Paul George came out just the other day and said, not the other day, it was a few weeks ago, but he literally said publicly, our approach when we play the Warriors is attack because they have no shot blockers. And if they somehow do manage to stop us inside, we just kick it out for an easy open look. And Andre FRBK, you're absolutely right. Four small guys that don't really defend is what hurts. You're absolutely right. And I also agree with Corey Russell. That you're right. You can't have size just for the sake of it. You're right. But this approach ain't working. It's not working. It's not. It's not. This is not effective. All right. It's time to give some love to one of our longtime sponsors, and that's Prize Picks, a proud sponsor of the program. And I'm always ecstatic talking about them because of just how much fun I personally have playing Prize Picks. The premise is super easy. Two to six players. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's fun. Two to six players. And it's all about deciding whether or not those players are, let's say, scoring more than or less than a certain amount. It isn't just points that you're dealing with either. It could be rebounds. It could be assists. We can go across the spectrum of sports and maybe uh, delve into touchdown passes, uh, receptions, whatever the stat is. All you have to do as a player with prize picks is pick a minimum of two players, maximum of six, put your bets in. And if you win, you can get as much, as much as 25 times what you bet. There is no sketchy wire services to deal with. The, the withdrawals are safe and they're easy and they're fast. And by the way, if you ever want some pointers, follow me on Instagram at uh, dog wild. Cause I would say threads, but I don't know if they have DMS there. DM me. I'll totally get back to you. I'll let you know what my picks are. Let's have fun together. Let's do it. Prize picks. It's exciting. It's worth the ride. And it's legal in California. Did I mention that as well? Where oftentimes these rules are stifling. You can play prize picks in California. Have some fun. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100 again. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I agree, Coop, that they need to get Curry some help. We're going to have some trade shows. We're going to start having that discussion soon. The, the, the Toronto Raptors show, thankfully, that they're at least willing to make a trade with the uh, the Ananobi deal that they pulled today with the New York Knicks. And it wasn't a huge price either. So 
The Raptors have Pascal Siakam. We could talk about that another day. There's a few players out there. I've heard people say like uh, Fang USFU writes Siakam is not that good. Strongly agree to disagree there. <laughs> you you got to remember too, whatever player comes to the Warriors, even with Clay struggling the way he is, they're going to see a spacing they've never experienced in their life. And that alone makes a huge difference. Pascal Siakam, who is a, who's, yes, he's a 32% three-point shooter on his career. I know he's having a bad year this year. He's a damn tough rebounder. He's a fantastic defensive player. And he brings world championship experience to the table. And I think he's not even 30 yet. I would I would not mind him at all. I think Pascal Siakam would be excellent, but we'll see what happens. Coop, you writes Lori Markinen. Don't count on that. I hear a lot of people clamoring for him. I know there's a desire for Lori Markinen. It would shock me if the Jazz actually did trade him. And the only report I've seen where there's actually interest uh, or there were this, that could actually be a, a, a real probability, Danny Ainge supposedly wants five first-round picks for him. I don't count on that, all right? Please don't count on that. That's uh, that's not going to happen. Um, and Andre FRBK, Siakam on a one-year is trash. I mean, yeah, you obviously have to, like, negotiate some sort of extension so he doesn't just come and bail after a year. But those bird rights are a damn beautiful thing. So, um yeah thousand thank you so much thank you alan wiley and i saw someone else talking to that uh the milwaukee bucks love andrew wiggins if that's true can you what's the source i've not heard that at all and what are you going to get back from the bucks all right we'll talk trades later because we've gone really long um thank you so much again everyone for joining the party if it is a party um yeah, and I agree. Tony G, who writes, that's what small ball is supposed to be. Play with big wings, six nine, six seven players who can switch everything on the perimeter. So that means, so then what do we call this? Is this hobbit ball that the Warriors have now? If if small ball is playing a bunch of six eight wings who bring versatility, where one through five you can guard whatever you want, what is this? Are we, are we dealing with hobbit ball right now? I mean, I feel like we're arguing uh, semantics at this point. Um, anyways. <laughs> All right. Have a great night, everyone. I hope everyone has a happy new year. Play it safe, folks. Moderation is the key to life. And let's hope uh, let's hope things turn around. I still have hope for this Warriors team. Am I being delusional at this point? Maybe, but I I think I think there's depth. I think this team does have the size, as weird as it sounds. You just have to stick with Trace Jackson Davis. There needs to be a commitment to these players. Like, you have to commit to Trace. You have to commit to Kaminga. You have to commit to Moody. Probably need to trade Wiggins. Probably need to monitor Clay on a night-by-night -night basis, depending on how he's feeling in terms of the minutes you give him. Gary Payne II should have been playing tonight literally as strictly a cover corner in the same way a cover corner plays in the NFL. Have him just follow Luka Doncic and foul out if you have to. But that should be your primary goal tonight. Guard Luca. That could be a role for Gary Payne the second. I didn't really see that tonight. It's always an absolute pleasure giving love to our next sponsor, and that's FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. 
guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. All you got to do is nail that $5 bet. It's that simple. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, final bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. In Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. In Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY in New York. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one final segment for this two-parter and possibly for 2023. I might surprise folks and do a show uh, on New Year's Eve, but I'm not promising anything. So if that doesn't happen, the final segment of Locked On Warriors for 2023. What a wild year it was. (laughs) Joe says, uh, let Kerr take two months off. Should be good to go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The only problem with that is it's kind of like a president who has an awful vice president, because if that happens, then you got Kenny Atkinson. I mean, what's worse? I don't know. Um, yeah, Nicholas O'Neill, keeping things simple. Just play Moody. Just, just play Moody. And Jay Boogie, who writes, uh, if you want to commit to the youth, then you're giving up on a championship run. Well, my response to that is, does this team have a championship run in them if you don't play the youth? I think we've already discovered the answer to that one, haven't we? Because that's the whole Steve Kerr logic here for the way he's doing this minutes. It's like, in Steve Kerr's mind, they're still a championship team. And as weird as I may sound saying this, I don't necessarily disagree. But you're not a championship team with the starting five that you were running with two years ago. All right? Kevon Looney, as your starting center, I don't think that's it for a championship. As a backup center, I think he has value still. 
Andrew Wiggins, if he's one of your stars now, he's I don't think he, he has it in him to be the, the second best player on a title team again. I, I, I don't see any evidence that supports that notion. So you have to play the youth. You have to. Real Truth writes, does JK have superstar potential? Yes, but potential is the key word. That's a key word. And you have to play him. You have to give him real, a real run to, to find that out. You need a coaching staff that actually is telling him, we believe in you. You're the future of this team. Go out there and get this for us. But instead, you have a coaching staff going, hey, if you make mistakes, we're going to yank you in two seconds. That, that doesn't build confidence. That does not develop players at all. At all. Let's see if there's anything else in the chat before we bail out of here. Yeah, the K Jackson writing the Moody DNP is suspect. I would agree with you, except that this is how Moody's been treated his whole career. It's, uh, yeah, I agree. Carlos Papa, free Moses Moody. <laughs> Tony G, it's called Midget Ball. Happy New Year to you, too, man. <laughs> AB. I love small ball if there is also a version of this called hop ball. If that's true, then give me small ball. Don't give me hop ball, all right? As long as we have a, a clear difference there between the two. Um, wine, dine, enjoy life, right? So there's nothing championship about this team. I disagree in the sense that we just saw them beat the Celtics a week ago, and that team looked damn good. There have been moments this season, both those Nuggets losses, and the Warriors have a five-game losing streak to the Denver Nuggets right now. Both those losses were encouraging. They were close. They almost beat the Nuggles in Denver. They beat the Celtics at home. I know the Celtics didn't have uh, Chris Dapps, but the Warriors didn't have Draymond. That's another side note, man. How is this going to look when Draymond comes back? Would he have made a difference tonight? Probably. I mean, I don't think it would have hurt if he was guarding uh, a Luka out there, but... In today's NBA, and Steve Kerr seems to be saying this all the time now, that He's never seen so many players being able to score at the clip that they can. Is Draymond enough? Because he doesn't bring offense to the table outside of the of ball handling. But we don't even see that anymore. For some reason, his usage rate has plummeted. I don't understand the why of that. He used to be your de facto point guard, and now he's not. I, I don't know what happened there. I, I haven't heard anyone asking Kerr about that. <laughs> Yeah, Zol uh, R writes, need a second score ASAP. Here's my response to that, though. The Warriors did score 122 points tonight. I think they're just outside the top 10 in terms of overall scoring as a team. And so if that's the case, like, is that really the need? Or is someone who can actually play defense and score more important? And what I mean by that is they gave up 132 points to the Dallas Mavericks tonight. 132. That's that's a lot of points. That usually tells me defense is the problem. On the year, by the way, I've decided to completely blow away the time restraint. We'll just go until I've answered everyone. What the heck? Um, the the Golden State Warriors defensively are 19th out of 30 teams. Okay, that's not very good in terms of uh in terms of points given up per game. Offensively, see the, the Warriors aren't aren't bad offensively. The Warriors are eleventh. 
Ninth, I apologize. They're ninth in the NBA in scoring. So I feel you for the second score, uh, you know, desire because it sucks seeing Steph out there all alone on a routine basis. But offense is not what's screwing this team up. It's D. It's getting stops. They can't get stops. Teams are just scoring on them at will. And that's where this hobbit ball is a huge problem. You can't stop teams when you're tiny out there. You can stop teams with a bunch of 6A dudes. You can't stop teams when you have a bunch of 6'2 dudes out there. It's a huge difference. It's night and day. And Uncle Chef, you are correct, though. Yes, they could use some more efficiency. Uncle Chef, 30 rights of the Warriors are 24th in field goal percentage. That is a great point. And as I, as I mentioned the other day, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, the, the, the folks that are dragging that number down are the Hobbits. Chris Paul is the worst shooter on this team. I love Pajemski, but his shooting percentage is low. He had a great game tonight again, though. He had a fantastic game. Um, AB suggests Kaminga, Draymond, six first round, six. The only one five, AB. Come on. The only one five for Laurie Markinen. I'd do it. Why not? Is Laurie that good? Part of my part of my skepticism with Laurie Markinen is he's a good player, all right? And the dude is seven feet tall. Is he a game changer? Like, does he guarantee a world championship if you make a trade like that? Like Kaminga Draymond for Lori Markinen? Does that give you a chip? You're basically, I mean, Kaminga is like he's so the, the curse so non-committal to him. Like, if you just started DNPing him, I don't even think I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is that enough? Three picks for Lori. Coop loves Lori. Johnny Arias writes trade Looney. Kaminga, Chris Paul, Trace Jackson Davis, Wiggins. <laughs> oh, now we're just going crazy. All right. This is when it's time to wrap it up. Um, and Kay Jackson loves Lori Markinen. All right. I'm not opposed to it. I just don't know. Again, five first round picks is what I'm hearing. The real Daryl. I don't know what an amoeba zone is. Yeah, I'll Google that unless you're just messing with me. I don't know what an amoeba zone is. Amoeba. Never heard of that. Is that like a new, is that a new, uh, the, oh yeah, it's a real thing. All right. This defensive style combines both pressure man-to-man -man and zone principles to be as disruptive as possible. So it's almost like a, like a, like a, re, uh, a zone defense where you're reacting and possibly going man in the, in the possibilities in the, in the, in the whole scheme of things. Yeah. Why not? It sounds good. Vucevic and Caruso from the Bulls. I would, the Caruso part would be huge. I know a lot of people want him. Trade for Bull Bull from Real Truth. G wants uh, Zach Levine from the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls would do that for Clay. Yeah, so the Amoeba Zone. I got to do some research. I've honestly, and I've never, I never had a coach use that terminology before on me, but um, I get it. I just, from a quick Google search, makes sense. I understand the concept. So a reactive zone defense. I get it. Um, a Tony G who writes hindsight's 2020, but would you have opted for Porzingis instead of Chris Paul? Yes. I was actually saying that all off season when, when there was discussion of, of uh, when we were talking about who the warriors could trade uh, Jordan Poole for, I was, all on board for Chris Stapps. I thought the Celtics did a fabulous job getting him. 
AJ Tiris writes, Sai, can you do a class action lawsuit against Kerr for collective anxiety disorder? I wish. LT writes, Kerr loves small players. Yup. <laughs> Curtis Alderetti, how tall am I? I'm 5'10". I'm not tall. If I was, if I, I, I would love to be just two more inches taller. If I was six five, I'd be in the NBA, be a millionaire. Ooh, G writes, Kerr's ignorant. You're giving me an excuse to play my soundbite. Ignorant. Yeah, he is being ignorant. He's absolute. It's ignorant. You're being ignorant. Oh, ignorant Kerr. A DNP for Moody. Are you kill killing? Kidding me? <laughs> All right. We've gone long enough. Thank you, folks. I can't believe we still have 700 plus people here. Thank you so much. I do like this trade. Mac for a better tomorrow. The Warriors should trade Andrew Wiggins back to Minnesota for Nas Reed. Nas Reed would be literally a difference maker, in my humble opinion. Now, there, I don't think there's a chance in hell Minnesota trades him. He is, I feel like he is exactly what the Warriors need a stretch five. Cool Breeze writes, uh, how many more losses for a trade? Mike Dunleavy Jr. said, if the Warriors are below 500 around the time Draymond Green comes back to expect changes. I'm paraphrasing, but we're heading that. We're definitely heading that year. Um, Andrew Salt 30 writes, Kerr just doesn't know how to use his rotations. Agreed. That's been like the the broken record that is locked on Warriors. This is a good point too. Chris from New Zealand. How can the team play together when they're competing against each other for roster spots? That's why a trade is needed. You're absolutely right. Tate's writes, the Warriors treated the Celtics game like it was the finals. Still below 500. I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, Mike McCree writes Wiggins for Isaiah Stewart, Ike Stewart, but I think you meant Isaiah, right? Um, yeah, absolutely right. Real truth writes, get Durant back. That's a, by the way, that's a part of this that people don't talk about that much in terms of the whole Steve Kerr thing. Cause there's still some outliers. Like I was duking it out with a couple people on social media today. There's still these, there's still people who love Steve Kerr. I think it shows how far you can go in life by just being a nice person and, and not being ugly. Um, If Steve Kerr, like Kevin Durant, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if Steve Kerr was, was a really good coach, would Kevin Durant want to leave? I mean, I know there were a lot of other circumstances to that, but I'm not hearing a lot of positive talk about Steve Kerr from former players. Like, like outside of Steph and Clay, maybe Iguodala, even, even him, I don't ever hear, really hear him saying like great things about Kerr. I don't really hear much out there besides the splash brothers gee thank you you are the man if you're a man um nasri dunks and shoots threes totally absolutely <laughs> ed chang don't stress i know right dub nation this has been a stressful stressful season Yeah, AB writes, KD hated playing for Kerr. There's always that one moment, and I actually sided with Kerr on this, though, but that, I'll never forget that moment where Kerr was trying to have this heartfelt talk during a game with KD. About, I think he was, he was evoking this 
the sentimental story about Michael Jordan and how Jordan oftentimes focused on making his teammates better. And I think it was, he was trying to have this teaching moment with Katie and you could tell Katie just didn't want a thing to do with that lecture, like at all. It's like, are you done yet? <laughs> That's the reaction I got from, that was the impression I got from Katie. Yeah. AB also adding that Katie hated Kerr's motion offense, thought it was pointless. Joe adds Draymond Green turns off a lot of people. That is true. Jazz oaf writes the Celtics had a meerkat for a coach, and yet they're winning. You're you're absolutely meerkat. I've never heard a I've never heard him called a meerkat. That's a good one. All right, folks. Yeah, Diego Lepe, you're absolutely right. Moses Moody, 6'5 with a seven foot wingspan. And he got a DNP tonight. Year three, man. I thought these DNPs would be over with. It's it's just it's disappointing. It is disappointing. All right, folks. Happy New Year. Um, we'll be back at this soon. I still have hope. This Warriors team, it, they, they're deep. Dario Saric is awesome. I don't think I feel like we don't talk about him enough. It's gonna all come down to how this stuff gels together when Draymond comes back. And if this team just is more of the same when Draymond's back and yeah, then forget it. This is over, but I have a little hope. I hope everyone has a wonderful night and a happy new year. This went really long. Thank you everyone for sticking around for this. Um, we'll do it. We'll do a trade show soon. I promise. We'll, we'll definitely get into that. Um, I'm going to bring Gary St. Jean on the program soon. That'll be fun. The former GM. Have a happy new year if we don't do a show tomorrow. Don't count on it. If I surprise you, great. But otherwise, see you in 2024. Let's hope it's a great year, folks. Go Warriors. Bye-bye.